And now, Jabroni Studios, in association with Big Herm Productions, is proud to present to you, recording from an undisclosed location in Oakdale, Connecticut, it's Chris Burns, it's Chris Lynch, this is Dysfunction Junction. After an interesting week of news notes and other things regarding, I don't know, half the panel, two-thirds of the panel, I guess if you're really doing the math right, I'm a math magician, leave me alone. We thought it'd be great to talk about shitty jobs. So wherever you are, leave your cubicle, stand up on your desk, hell, take your shirt off, take a deep breath, and tell everybody within screaming distance of you right now, welcome to Dysfunction Junction. Fuck yeah. My name is Chris Burns. With me, as always, is Hunter Soras himself. Chris Lynch. And, of course, the producer extraordinaire, the man with no hair, the man who just this week got himself another production job and next week is going to talk to a Daytona 500 champion. He is Big Herm Michael P.S. Herman. What is up, everybody out there listening and watching? So this is the part where you dysfunctionites who don't look at the Speedway review get to find out that Big Herm was asked and he accepted the job (laughs) of producer on the Speedway Review, and quite the two weeks we have coming up. This week we have, uh, I can't remember his name, Brandon Laster, who is an ARCA driver, does the does the bit out there with Frankie oh, Muniz yes. and others. What I Alex, can tell, uh, Jordan, three possibles. Yep, uh, Alex Club is coming on soon. Uh, the Speedway Review will be sponsoring his car in mid-Ohio, uh, first week of July. And, of course, next week, uh, former Daytona 500 champion Derek Cope will be joining us. So quite the uh, quite the array of people. We almost had Ward Burton for tomorrow night. Unfortunately, Ward is having a family issue and cannot make it. He's got a member of the family in ICU. Uh, we will not disclose what hospital or who the member is. Um, but we all, for the show, have been in contact and know that there's some personal stuff going on. So if we Ward shows well. up, he's been if he's been given a link, he knows he can. Um, but if he doesn't, hey. Take care of business, family's family, bro. You know that's so. right. And it's Ward Burton. How do you say anything uh, other than go take like, care of business? What the fuck? It's Ward Burton. Yeah, right. not my favorite driver, but still, it's Ward Burton. Another former Daytona 500 champion. No. But speaking of champions, there are two champions we want to recognize this week, and they are both one of our favorite peoples ever. They are assholes of the week. So. The first one Lynch is going to lead us into right after the song, and Herm's going to put up the graphic. Hi. So here it is. This is the. Okay, I'm calling a timeout just to see him do that dance again. And anybody who only listens to the show and doesn't watch it on YouTube, can you play? Can you play the song again just so I can see that dance one more time? Yeah, watch this. Thank you. All right, sure. I, I lied. We have three assholes of the week. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I saw disabled children moving like that, <laughs> and they were on a field trip at the zoo once. Were they wearing helmets? I'm not. No, no, they, what, they didn't need. No, but you should be. Um, what's the, what was the crayon content of their blood? They were breathing through their mouths because they had gummy bears shoved up their nose. That's they the only thing. The old, they ate the old crayons, so they were all flesh colored. Uh-huh. Or. Indian Brown. All right, before I get to my asshole of the week, Lynch brought one to us earlier today, and 
we made a last minute judgment call. We had to we had to put this person out here. So uh Lichtenstein, get it done. Take it away, so, my man. <clears throat> I'm a member of this uh Facebook group called I Know What I Have. And they post <laughs> you know outrageously priced vehicles, um, you know, used beds with fucking jism stains on them, asking for two hundred bucks. Oh, the pullout couch. Yeah, yeah, literally the pullout couch. Um and I found this bright sunshine of a young lady selling a 1996 Grow Metro. It's a Wish.com version of a Geo Metro, apparently, with 120,000 plus miles on it. Great conditioned, white owned, no darkies have ever been inside. $1,200 for an almost 30 year old. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's $1,200 and it's written the way you would say it. It's twelve a <laughs> dollar sign. Yes, yes. It's not so, twelve hundred dollars like you every other fucking person on the planet reads it. And even like other people's money read like, you know, it's the pound sign, it's the euro sign, it's the Ahmanaselala sign for the It's the yen. Yeah, you know, it's a Y. It's this is twelve hundred money sign. I'm not I don't even know what <laughs> so I, as someone else had what, already said, commented what, on it, she knows her it? audience. What is the car key? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Can somebody answer that? Does, does uh, anybody if I answer that, I'm probably going to go to hell right this minute. Go to the dark well, I mean, can we just pull up some like 1920s films? And, you, know, you know, you know, Andy, bro. If we were to actually try. What if we were on? actually to try to define what this young lady is saying, we'd be kicked off of YouTube. Not That's Candace sick. Owens, not Michael Knowles, not people that actually, you know, tell the truth like us. We tell the truth here, too. <clears throat> but if if I were to sit here and go, well, for those of you that don't know what Darkie is, eh, we're getting three strikes on one video. We're done. So, yeah, like, I just can't I, believe I wanna... somebody posted. I mean, she knows her audience, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. But, um, uh, apparently, the Aryan Youth uh, Facebook uh, page is closed um, and hashtag Hitler spawn is also closed um, so I, I mean hashtag do... Aryan, ArianYardSale.com um, what the fuck <coughs> so apparently uh, number one she can't read for content and make proofread her stuff because like I said a grow metro wish.com version of a geo they suck to begin with I can't imagine what? them being a worse car Welcome to Adolf's Auto Mall. <laughs> Where we Where's have Chevy. You? Not Chevy, we have Chevy. Where, <laughs> where's the used car section? Right next to the big oven. Oh my god. Uh, Hashtag Himmler's Hoopty. <laughs> Goebbels Grocery Getter. Oh my god. The Mengel Metro. Yeah, Mengele. Um, Mengele. I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. I'm not brushed up on my Nazi. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I want to say, uh, give a round of applause to Miss Ginny Jones for just being, just her mere existence. Is yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you feel so inclined, um, tell this lady what you think. I mean, there it is, Ginny Jones. You can find her. Hell, you could even go over here and you could fucking follow her. So, you know, mm -hmm. that pretty sexy and if you guys want to laugh uh I mean, like you're, you're you're over here that's the facebook oh. yeah the facebook group i i follow is i know what i have and it's worth a follow because it's just hilarity and there's another one called i don't know shit about tools 
I don't know shit about cars. Um, there's another one for yard sales. I can't quite. I don't follow that one as much, but that's My a daily favorite. watch. That's a daily follow, and I, I find a lot of good gems like that in there. I I follow because you know me having this show and the racing show. I'm always looking for content. My favorite one is tell me you don't know shit about racing and listening to these people just talk their junk. And well, you know, so-and-so uh, his thing broke and the stuff broke. I'm like, no, pretty much. Uh, he ate the wallet of buck 89. Nothing broke. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm like, I, I'm, probably, to drive. I'm probably like <laughs> the best type of NASCAR fan. That's not super emerged that you can get. Um, I don't know a hell of a lot about how NASCAR does its thing but i know how cars and those and systems work Mm -hmm. so i can kind of grasp but um yeah you got a lot of people out there that literally are the people that uh only know that the key goes in and the car starts Mm -hmm. and then try to actually think that they know anything about physics well look at it like this i don't know how many years ago it was and i'll get off the nascar thing in a second where they did away with the timing belt yeah and I remember years ago, Rusty Wallace had an issue. It was probably like 92, 93, and Herm and I were sitting there watching the race, and it's like, timing belt blew. There's no way he goes from a buck 89 to zero just because his engine blew. You'd still have some oomph. No, right. his, his shit died dead in the middle of the track. Right. That's, and that's, that's timing belt going, and everything's gone. Valves are wrecked. Pistons shits are Shits are falling right. out the back of your car. Right, right, right. right. You so your, lift, your lifters look like this. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, to hey. listen to some of these people because they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody whose father once served ice cream to Tony Stewart, they think they know what they're talking about. Hey, quick question, though, in regards to NASCAR before we move on. When did they do the uh, the restrictor plate? When did that come into effect? That's in the mid-'80s. I was going to say that's been a good 30 years, literally. Okay. Um, yeah, a little more, a little less. Yeah. It's the lottery, like – if I rem- if I could be completely wrong, but I thought it was a lottery. They figure out which restrictor plate they use, or is it dependable on track? It's depending on the track, and it's depending on the make of so the car. It's, it's how they they're just whatever they're using whatever they use on each car for as a govern. Correct. All right, all right. That's all. Gotcha. Nowadays they have because the engines are there's nothing stock about a stock car anymore. It's Actually, it's more high. stock than ever, but it's now, still. Now it's- Nowadays, yeah. the engines are almost exactly the fucking same. The only thing is the body type, and that only gets you so far. For an ad- there it is. They started early. Little Go ahead. Bastards. I know. And we got two little they fucking suck Mama just got home. The way that, that, that racing goes, it comes down to suspension and tires. Yeah, basically. And, and, the, and body, how, the body type. And how the driver is consuming those resources. Right. And yeah. we learned all we needed to know watching Days of Thunder. I don't have to be worried about being beaten by other cars. No, you have to be worried about being beaten by other drivers. Right. Right. So, you know, that being said, Jordan's watching. What up, Jordan? Uh, he'll be on the show tomorrow night, hopefully. Yes, he will. Hey, and hey, uh, I, got a, I got an honorary mention for an asshole before you. Move uh, on. Okay, please do. Um, so again, Facebook rife with entertainment and and, and material. Of course, it uh, is. Anybody who's trying to sell Matt Rife tickets for three thousand dollars a piece, you can go fuck yourself sideways with a rusty chainsaw. 
Who is God. this guy? Wait, wait, wait. All right, wait. so... So he's a comedian. He he's a comedian who started out small in clubs, and he does audience work. He does crowd work, which he's really really good at. He is good yeah. At basically, he's, basically he stands up on stage, and has like six jokes written, and then he basically stands up there like I work my fucking roast and just work the crowd and fuck with the crowd. He's right. really good at it. Like it's it's beautiful. It's really. But beautiful. that isn't gonna. But he's selling out arenas. How is that going to play out well in the arenas unless he picks out the first three rows of every arena he works? Yeah, right. He's not going to pick the guy in 109 and go, oh, hey, no, you, he, way he, back he, there he with does, the possum does, on your he, chin. He, he selects uh, – he does small clubs, but he will select. I'm sure he'll work the small – the first few rows of that crowd, and that's how it works. But, again, there's plenty of people in those first five rows at, an, at a theater for him to work the stage. But he, he came right out and said and has said that – he thinks it's ridiculous. He personally thinks it's ridiculous how much the tickets are getting marked up on the resale market. And but it, again, supply and demand. People want. People are willing to pay. Yeah, there he is. People are willing to pay for that. That isn't that the for... kid in the SpongeBob shirt from the memes years ago? Yeah, no, he look like him. Kind of looks that way. That's the. That's what you've seen, and that's the meme they made using him. But yeah, he's. You'll see him, and he does. Uh, it's like reels or, or. He's Bits got YouTube shorts video. too. He's funny as fuck. He really right, is. I'll, I'll look mean, him he, up. He could he could cancel the tour and just publish his address on Twitter with the with the hashtag pound and pussy hashtag I don't give a fuck about STDs hashtag whatever. Jesus. I mean, I mean the guy the girls go nuts up nuts for him, and that's what's driving the market up. He's funny. He's a good looking dude. Oh yeah, you know what? If the pussy's willing to pay three thousand dollars to come watch my ass roast them. Welcome to capitalism, right? At its finest. But if you're, if you're, if he was selling capitalism, is knowing, is knowing when to not do something because it's not beneficial. Correct. I, I let the buyer beware. If you're dumb enough and willing (laughs) to pay that price, then I guess, like Tibiasi said, everybody has a price, and you're. Yeah, I get it. Uh, caveat I get it. If you're selling your tickets at that price, yeah, maybe you are an asshole, but if people no, are buying them, that's fine. This is resale. This isn't, yeah, he's not yeah, the asshole. This is, it's this those is resale market assholes. This is scalping. This is somebody who bought tickets and is now deliberately trying to sell them for uh, 10 times what they paid for them. Fucking idiots. Oh, I don't get people. Anyway, no, I don't. That, that's it's my like contribution for the week. All right, well, I got one, and it goes back to last week and a couple weeks before that, a couple weeks before that, a couple weeks before that, a couple weeks before that. He told a friend, and they told a friend, and they so on. And so on. Oh, wow. He went the ARIO. You were going the shampoo route, Herm. He was going ARIO Speedwagon. ARIO Cookie Wagon. Oh, man. Back in the 70s, I heard they were like ARIO Slut Wagon. They, They fucked everything that moved. Wouldn't you if you were them? No, yes. I'd be okay. I'd be grateful if I looked like Kevin Cronin. My grandkids would I call couldn't... me Papa Chlamydia. Okay, that's how it would go. <laughs> but Grandpa oh, another... Chlamydia said. In, a, in other news, right? Today, Kevin Kevin Cronin, lead singer of Ario Speedwagon, ha- suffered a drowning accident. He drowned in a boat full of pussy. Right. Oh, okay. So oh. let me get to my asshole of the week. Um, there's actually two, but I'm only giving away one because the person I was talking to has been a former asshole of the week, as has me. I'm, 
I'm a little ashamed to say it because as this person and I talked about over the weekend and there were several conversations, um, we both acted like children. Um, if he came at me, I shot back and I tried to shoot back twice as hard and then he would shoot back twice as hard. And it, it just became stupid. We pride ourselves on this show in talking through anything. And I don't care if you sit out there and you think we're closed-minded boomers, <coughs> which, which is fault. Learn how to use the fucking English language, you wrong, turds. Wrong generation, dumbass. Right. Or if you call everybody a Karen yeah, who... Nobody fucks with us. They're still forgetting about us. That's right. They and skip and right you, over us, boomers. Millennials. And the people who call people Karens, which was a racial slur started by others to disparage white women. So, yeah, keep keep using those words. But this person and I, and I'll say his name right here and now. I've said his name on the show before in jest, but I'm going to say it in reverence now. His name is Ryan Merch. We had been friends for 20 plus years, not quite like Lynch and I or like Herm and I have been for 30 years plus. <laughs> Nobody caught off guard on that one. Damn it, damn it, son of a bitch. Anyway, but after the at, recently, I, I don't know if we talked about it last week. Pat Robertson died. Pat yes. Robertson is a polarizing human being. You either listen to him and go, wow, he's really got our best interests at heart, or you look at him and go, he is an anti gay, anti this, anti that, piece of shit, lying human being, yada, yada, yada. What you think about him is none of my concern. When I. And Herm will tell you this, and Lynch will tell you this. When I see hypocrisy, I call hypocrisy. Maybe I didn't do it in quite the right way. So over almost two days of chatting back and forth with Senor Ryan, we got to the heart of the matter. Senor we were just waving our dicks at each other, trying to see whose was bigger. And in the end, nobody wins. Nobody <laughs> fucking wins. I broke my own cardinal rule of, well, go ahead, please, Herm. Not, not going to lie. Um, we were all involved. Everybody on the show was involved in that thread when it went down. Mm -hmm. um, um, and when it was going back and forth, there, uh, I, I, I personally did my very best to not... I didn't post to either side. I backed nobody on this one. Um, um, I was not mad at anybody, I, but I also personally while supporting and knowing a friend did i also did not have a true dog in this fight mm -hmm. and it wasn't i wasn't going to start sh sh throwing bullets at somebody that hadn't pointed a gun at me yet mm -hmm. so like well uh, uh uh i completely let you do your thing absolutely uh yeah not gonna yeah i mean there were a couple of times where you, you were a little vicious um but yeah, I mean, it came back at me too, and it was Ryan that pointed yeah, it out. Saying, I'm not saying that we were acting like children. We're John, stay tuned. The main event's coming. John, right, stay like tuned. Very, very adversarial. You know what I mean? Oh um, yeah. And when I stand up for something, I stand. I, I my fear cemented. I I will. I choose my hill to die on, and sometimes not very carefully. But to to go out on a limb, John's already wanting to know who we're burying. We're not burying anybody. In fact, we're avoiding the grave. If we were going to bury somebody, John, you could bring a shovel. But we're calling Derek the Undertaker to give the last rites and do all that bullshit. Yeah, I'm just going to have Derek burn that fucker and turn it There on. you go. But the two of us, and he, he was the first to say it, we acted like children. We are going to hash this out right up in front. Uh, hi, guys. I'm here. On, I'll mute it in a bit. Still on the clock. Hey, Amber, what's going on? Hi. Yeah. Um, Get paid. So, 
So publicly, if you've ever heard me use the name Ryan Murch on this show, I want to humbly apologize out loud. Um, he is correct. We both acted like children. He gave me his apology. I said, you know what? I owe you this because I've shit on your name more than once on the junction of dysfunction. Ryan, I apologize. And therefore, that makes me the first and hopefully not the last three-time asshole of the week. Let's close out. Uh, wait. Did you want to add anything to this, Lynch, about that? or? Well, fucking uh, Rick Blair of assholes. <laughs> I'm not 16 times. When I get to 16, I'll wear the feathered robe. I, I kind of have to say the same as, as, as Herm on this. Um, you, you both went at each other guns blazing, and, and this was probably the, the most I had seen it out of all the other interactions, like, publicly. And I know, I know you guys were probably going at it behind the scenes too. And that, and you, you're when you're passionate really. about something, when you're passionate about something, you're passionate. And I, so, sometimes, sometimes both of you are standing on the same soapbox, screaming at each other's face. Well, here's the thing. Um, and, I did, I did I reach actually, out to him privately. Go ahead, please. Sorry. I actually applaud the both of you for mending mending the fence and just moving the fuck along. Absolutely. Because it's at some point in time you're just gonna be like, this is not worth my energy. You either don't talk to the individual, or you say, "Hey, wh why are we yelling at each other? What, what's the deal? What, the what, 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 why are we wasting our time? If we're going to discuss something, let's discuss something a little bit more productive." Yeah, and um, you know, one of the things that he pointed out, and I'm like, you know, I, I did. I, I called him a name that we usually reserve for, you know, people trying to sell a Grow Metro on the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> As far as Hearn put it last week, the cunt of the month. And I was told publicly I was a garbage human being. And I'm like, all right, I took offense to that. You can call me any name you want. It rolls off. You're a garbage human being. Oh, hell no. I'm coming at you. And, and that's where it all started. It was like, hey, you said this. I'm like, you said this. Like, dude, we've been acting like kids. What the fuck are we doing here? So thank you both for um, throwing your two cents in because it is – it is good to hear that, you know, yes, while I stand upon my convictions, sometimes I could be a little less of an asshole. So, Herm, if you'll hit that outro music, we're going to talk about jobs. Maybe I'm an asshole too. Just like you. I wonder if I get a green jacket when I hit five times, like on Saturday Night Live. I was going to say, like, <laughs> Green jacket, gold club. jacket, who gives a shit? Cinderella story. Just gone to the front of the back to take the lead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Herm, this kind of was stemmed out of something that happened to you. So, lead us into this week's topic. Uh, I've been working at uh, the assisted uh, living facility, as, everybody, as you know. Uh, at least everybody here knows. Now everybody out there knows. Um... Uh, it was a really great offer, and it started out really, really nice. And then um, the corporate side of everything started to reveal itself. Um, there's a big problem out here with the quality of management. Um, uh, and I don't know if it's the if it's the people. I don't know if it's the region. Um, like 
the time clock at work when you punch in it lets you punch in uh and then when you punch out for your break if you punch back in before a half hour it makes sure you did it voluntarily or were you or were you told to come back to work when i punch out at the end of my shift i have to answer three yes or no fucking questions about were all the hours you worked correctly recorded were this that you have to basically the answers are all supposed to be yes but in order to clock out at work, I have to answer more fucking questions that if I look at my wife on a Friday night and say, yo, I'm going out. All I get from her is, okay, be safe. And that's your wife. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny. I used to do that at Kohl's. And then I started seeing holes in management. Like um, management had some definite backbone issues. Um, so there was extreme lack of follow through. Um, the person that was running the kitchen and um, was the operations director, uh, uh, we had a menu that was pre-posted, and we're supposed to stick to menu, but the food that's required to make the menu didn't come in on the truck, and we don't have it. Or it's the middle of the week, and nobody fucking bought butter. Or nobody, or somebody's got to go to Walmart and buy 10 gallons of milk because nobody ordered it. You got, because- 200, you got 200 old people and no butter. Yeah, like nothing to. Yeah, it's it's rough, nope. bro. It's not um, like having it's like not having pudding and bananas. <laughs> I mean, Christ, for Soft real. Um, to the point where uh, now I've run kitchens. I just wasn't in the mood to run the kitchen when this everything was going down when I came out here. Um, I am now, um, but uh, do, have I asked? Uh, look, guys, when you've run out of something. Uh, write it down on a board, write it down on the list, put it down on the order board, something. All right. So if maybe three or four of the dozen things that they all know we were out of hit the board, I'm appreciative. Because to be honest, it's not the cook's job. I'm just asking for a little help. If you don't know, as, you don't know. Right. As the chef, it's my job to take the hour of time and walk through the the refrigerators and the freezer and dry storage and to do the inventory so that I know everything we have, especially if I'm more operation, if I'm more uh, executive and administrative rather than on the line all the time. Because if I'm on the line all the time, I kind of have know what's going on with the refrigerator everywhere. All right. I know where everything is. I can tell you, dude, it's in the back, on the bottom, on the right hand side, up above the shrimp. If I'm doing executive work and administrative work, more of my duties, then I have to take that time. Because I'm not in and out of the fridges all the time, and I have to take that time to do a, a God's honest, good inventory, taking into account what I have and what my menu is and what my needs are. There's none of that. And, and also checking your, checking your dates and making sure the shit you have isn't going to spoil by the time you use it. Right, and we're not having that problem. The problem is we just don't have the food. Right. There's you can't come one, back if you don't have the it. The of the day is, is pineapple upside down cake. There's no cake mix and there's no pineapple. So all you're having is upside down. Right. We're, I'm just serving upside down. <laughs> Stand on your head and cluck like a chicken. What I'm saying, you, you uh, and Eleven and Gaten well, Matarazzo are all having lunch together. So on Father's Day, yeah. uh, it, 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 it came to a pinnacle. Um, breakfast went off without a hitch. I planned breakfast. I knew the numbers for breakfast. I knew what was going on. Um, We didn't have, I was not informed that nobody was leaving for Father's Day, which usually on holidays you get 
Uh, you get some add-ins from visitors, but you've also got some that leave, so it kind of balances out to a little bit more than your normal number, but right there. Um, we had just had a, a meeting the night before with the, the uh, director, uh, culinary director, that our census was down, so we had to start cutting back the amount of food we were preparing so as to not waste it. We're not cooking for 200 now, we're only doing 150, or we're doing 175. All right, those, that's kind of that thing. Well, we had um, we had 60 in our, our residents poll. Our total number is 60. All right, so um, normally you 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 get about 35 to 40 at, at the most in the dining room. We had 20, we had 20, 20, 20 add-ins, and almost a full dining room. So instead of the normal 40, it was almost 50, all right? And then we had 20 add-ins on top of that that nobody told me were coming. <clears throat> nobody told me there was 20 extra people coming for dinner. That kind of fucks you. Mm. Yeah. Kind of fucks you. When, an hour, when you find out an hour before that you've got an extra 20 people on top of the, 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 the 50 that you kind of figured out was happening. Then... The director ordered two, two, one box of cheesecake. Each cheesecake, there's two cheesecakes in a box. Each cheesecake is 20 pieces. There's 60 to 65 people out in the dining room, and I've got 40 pieces of cheesecake. Deathmatch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put them in the cage. So, <laughs> so it, it became my fault that I didn't have – yes, they, they, I went in to fix some hours on my time card. Uh, for the week, correct my payroll. And while I'm in there, I get called into the office. And basically, they tried to blame me for not having enough food. They tried to blame, say it was my fault because I didn't cut, which were, you know, 10 inch cheesecake, 20 pieces, not very massive to it's begin a with. Sliver. Yeah, they're, right? They're, we're mad that I didn't cut them all, didn't cut them in half and basically serve like a spoon and a half full of cheesecake. I'm like, it's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. Why? What? What? No, I'm not going to do that. It looks fucking cheap. Looks like shit. The guests and the residents had already asked us in uh, at, in two uh, uh, resident council meetings to beef up the desserts. They wanted bigger desserts. They're looking at bottom so line dollar. So yeah, and 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 they're trying to blame somebody else rather than the executive director hold her position and do what she needs to do and fire the fucking operations manager. Well, Who's because consistently it, you... fucking up. So I looked at them and said, where's this going? And well, we're just, and I said, well, I'm just, let me tell you where it's going. I resign. Have a good day. Can I have a piece of paper? I signed it, resigning effective immediately. I dated it. I timed it. I took my shit and I walked out. Good. I, you know I as well as you, yeah, you know as well as I do, Herm. You've worked in the corporate world before. Um, they're always going to look for somebody to throw the next person under the bus. Yeah, and it's and, corporate. And and I, I, I can't. All I don't feel safe anywhere. I can't say fuck. And they're all friends. They. they, they oh, I, I worked with. I worked with him. At, you know, I worked with him at Harris, or I worked with him at, at Bally's, or I worked with him at Olive Garden. So they're going to protect each other. You're the easy scapegoat because you're the one touching the food. 
these motherfuckers just sitting in office and crush numbers. Well, that and the whole the whole plan is if you see something, say something. They have exactly. something called, called the integrity line, which basically corporate encourages you to rat out anything on your coworker. Oh, isn't that special? Under the name of, of quality. And, you know, so like if I said something was retarded, they'd report it. And that me using the word retarded is, is like, I might as well shoot somebody. I'd be fired five times a day. That's what, well, she's like, do you remember a time uh, when you may have used inappropriate language? I'm like, Diane, I'm a goddamn cook. Every goddamn day that I work here, every fucking day. I just did it now. It's my at job. Least, it's how I am. Other, it's at least every other sentence. Yeah, I use that shit like fucking parsley. It's <laughs> there. There is something I said about another friend of ours, Lynch, that could easily go for Herm. Is that if Herm ever dies, what and I'm and I'm told Lynch is smacking his peepee. There it is. If if, if Herm ever dies, and I'm tasked to give the eulogy. One of the first things is to be like, you know what, Herm could find a way to make the F word an art form. Because like he said, he sprinkles it in. It's not like every other word is F. And I, I, No, 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 no. Like every three or four, though. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's an a adjective. modifier. So it, it's, it, I use it. I just use it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's an adjective. It's yeah, a it's, noun. It's a preposition. It's, it's a positive. verb. Negative. It depends on the context, bro. It can be masculine or feminine. Completely. It's his pronouns. It's totally gender neutral. Good morning, fuckers is my is my preferred morning because it's gender neutral and and all inclusive. I don't disagree. But yeah, like I I don't feel safe in an environment when I that I can't say fuck. Like, are we that? Are we are we all that soft? Like, look, there's. There's 80-year-old people out there. Do you think they've never heard the word fuck before? They coined the term. Well, here. All right. So, you know I get I worked at the casino for 20 years. Oh, excuse me. 19 yep. years and 51 weeks. Um, I got shit canned a, a week to the day before my 20th anniversary. And for bullshit reasons that they wanted to make, they basically... They can make up anything they want. Mm-hmm. Policy twenty-seven. Makes, yeah, exactly. Whatever, throw it against the wall, it, it, it'll stick. Yep. Um, I was fired for leaving the room too too often to go to the bathroom, to go get a break, catch a break, to do this, to do that, or I wasn't present in the surveillance room. Um, it was Christmas night or Christmas morning weekend. There wasn't a soul in the building, except for, except for a couple of high rollers. And they made it my responsibility and my fault because I wasn't observing him. I had an entire room full of people watching this one guy spend a, spend millions of dollars. I was doing the training as they were. I was documenting training as they had instructed, instructed me to do. It's just easier to blame the guy who makes a lot more money than the frontline guys they can fire me and hire three oh, that, frontline. That's, that's they the can other fire thing. I'm, I'm the highest paid. I'm the highest paid guy in the kitchen. I make more That'll money. That'll do it. I make more money than the fucking coordinator. So you are target number one. I right. was target number one. 
And the fucked up thing about it was, after they shit can me, three months later, they start offering retirement packages, buyouts, for people coming up on 20 years. Oh, I called Jesus. Up H- I, ca- I called up HR and said, where the fuck's my retirement buyout? Why didn't you offer me that to get rid of me instead of firing me? And come up with a bullshit fucking excuse. I mean, I would have sued them because it, legally they, they fired me because of my handicaps. Um, I, and I told them when I was getting terminated, I said, you guys know I'm diabetic, right? Yeah. You know I eat at certain times. Yeah. You know as a diabetic, I urinate a lot more than most people. Yeah. But you're still out of the room. Then put a fucking turlet in front of the gimmick. Hello, Justin. Said, How are you I said, No, so that leading me to say, because I already knew I was shit-canned anyway, I was like, all right, so next time I'll just whip my dick out and piss on the fucking floor. Seems that's to be. If, that, if that's the mentality you have and the dedication you expect out of an employee, I'll fucking that is shit passion, the room. That is the passionate and dedicated employee they expect you to be. Which is a bunch of fucking horseshit. That tribe has come oh. so far off the fucking rails with their with their core values. Are are you might as well wipe their wipe your ass with the core values that we used to follow. When there we are there. no more fucking values there. Have you been oh. there recently? Oh, I'm there every couple. It, I'm there every couple it, months for a show. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I can't necessarily speak for the outside vendor places like Bobby Flay's or. Johnny Rocket or whatever. Every employee, God bless you. God, God bless you. Anything after cocaine. three, you're looking for attention. Right. Um, it's gone so far downhill that you every employee looks like a zombie. Nobody is smiling. Nobody is helpful. Nobody cares about their job. Nobody. Well, be, because every department has got to the bare minimum. There is there is oh, a yeah. cashiering department. There is no cashiering department. Nope. They have one or two people in a, in a cage. To do chip transactions, everything is automated. Yeah, it's all paperless now. They've eliminated. They've eliminated the, the employee. Slot attendants. There might be one in one casino, two in two casino, two in one casino. They basically boarded up Win Casino in 2018 with the with the plan of making it the space that it is now, the convention center, where they're making money hand over fist. Why they mm-hmm. ever opened a third? Why they ever would think of thinking of opening another casino in the midst of a fucking recession is beyond me. They could have stopped construction and as a casino and made it a convention center in 2010, and they'd have been swimming in fucking cash. But they got oh, greedy, yeah. just like they they just that's the path well, that they go down. It's they did that for the same reason that when times are rough, lottery ticket sales go up. Oh, we had lottery for a hot minute there. No, 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 I know that, but that's that's why they did that project because even in the stressful times like that, um, the hope, the maybe, that's attached to the big win, is well, I, there. I you, or, you know what I mean? And I can, that, that that's it. That's the sucking. I can tell you the exact reason why they built that casino, because anything they made in Earth up until a certain point, Saul Kersner's company was getting a percentage of that, and up until that time that that deal ended. Anything made in the sky and wind went right in their pocket. Mm. That was the only reason they built that casino. So they, they thought they would get more revenue. And well, the Sky should... Casino, if, if for, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Mohegan Sun Casino here in Connecticut. Um, the Sky Casino, when they opened that, it was right after 9-11, and it was a ghost town for a few weeks. But once people started getting comfortable and coming out, think about it, Lynch. From 2001 till the time I left in 2008, 
business was booming. There was an empty seat in Sky or, or Earth Casino. No, and um, our bonuses got progressively better. Yeah, I mean, oh like I was Lord. there from I was there from ninety seven to two thousand four, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it but, wasn't. But, but working for the man, you know, I'm used to a corporate. Any job I've ever had is a, has been part of a bigger, bigger entity. When I worked for A and P, it was a German-owned company. When I worked mm-hmm. for the casino, it was a corp incorporation. When mm-hmm. I worked for Bering Distributors, it was owned by a bigger corporation. Anywhere you go nowadays, you're working for the man. Yep. Um, now I have to ask this, you this guys. All oh, gonna, please, I'm this, sorry. Yeah. This is all going to lead into into my shitty jobs and my current station in life. But mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, my question for you, I guess, would be: I mean, I know my time in the casino as an employee of the Mohegan Sun Casino proper. I loved every freaking second I was there. It broke my heart that, to leave that, that job. That first, now, I, I got to say that even though it was corporate, the casino was the least corporate corporate job I've ever worked. Yeah. And I, I could say that. I could, it was a real kitchen. You could say, fuck, we talked about some horrible shit. Um, it, was tip, it was true culinary. Um, well, with, up until... With, Lot of corporate. Up until about twenty, up until about twenty ten, anybody who worked there is going to say the same thing. Twenty ten is when the change happened. That's when the tide turned. Oh, um, I'm that, glad I moved. And then, but now, how does that rate when you went to work for versus when you went to work for one of the corporate-owned stores that rented a space there? We'll talk about that. That, oh, that's. I guess that's where you know. What I mean, because <laughs> you said that you enjoyed your time at the casino itself. Yes. That's and that's. And I was like, ah, ah, you sly where, motherfucker. I also know where you worked there the, the, on property, but not them. Right. We'll get to that because does, does that come into the shitty job? Oh yes, it does. <laughs> and you know. You know what, Lynch? You're hot. You're hot and bothered right now. Why don't you give us your shittiest job ever? My shittiest job ever. Um, That's what the sign says. Uh, your uh, shittiest job ever. Well, I can give you my shortest job first. My shortest job was working for Abbott's for about three hours. Walked in, did about three hours of a shift, and said, "Fuck this!" Got my bike and went back home. Uh, my shittiest job. Um, probably working at the horse farm okay why it was literally it was the most physical backbreaking work i've ever done that and working on a fishing boat or are they it i mean because i loved the fish when i was a kid working on a boat you don't ever want to go about back out on a boat again because you get up at four you're on the boat by five from 501 till 505 in the afternoon when you get home you are non-fucking stopped and it doesn't I can imagine. Matter. It doesn't matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if you want to grab a sandwich. It doesn't matter if you want, if you, you need to take a shit. Guess what? You have to wait because shit's going down, and you're constantly moving. There is no there is no slack time, and it was the same at the horse farm. Get up at four in the morning, get there for five, work till three in the afternoon, and it's nonstop. You're cleaning stalls and you're interacting with people. You know the the the. The horse people that come in and want their horses 
front and center ready for a certain time. And if they, if it's one minute past that, you get to catch a fucking load of shit. Um, I mean, I've worked retail, and it wasn't that bad. Uh, Kohl's is a close second. Um, that was probably where I felt the most underappreciated and most abused. I worked there for five months in 2018 into 2019 as a loss prevention person. And I understood that part of my part of the deal was in my training. I would be training in Groton and Lisbon. Then they asked me, well, we have some hours in North Smithfield, Rhode Island, which from my house is an hour and 15 minutes away. I did it once, no problem. I get a call on my way to Lisbon from the district manager saying, you're going to North Smithfield today. I said, the fuck I am. It's a snowstorm. I'm half, I'm three quarters of the way to Lisbon. No, you need to go to this North Smithfield. I said, I'm not going there. I'm going to go to Lisbon. That was the story you assigned me to. And I'm not driving another hour to get to the North Smithfield in a fucking snowstorm. Not in my picture. Well, it'd be two hours in a fucking snowstorm. I'm, right. But I'm just saying, you're expecting me to just turn around on a dime. I said, and what, what time am I supposed to work there? Oh, you're going to work till five. I said, no, I'm working till three because I made plans around my schedule. I said, that's how this works. You post a schedule. I, I arrange my life around it. Not the other way around. Um, uh, so I stopped in the store, went right to the back room, <coughs> signed on to the computer, wrote him my resignation letter, looked at the girl that I was supposed to be training with and said, you can tell Brian I fucking quit. No, come back here. I'm like, no, I'm done. I sent my, I emailed my resignation letter. I'm done. And then he continued to call my cell phone uh, every five minutes for the next two hours until I said, Brian, lose my phone number. I don't exist. Go fuck yourself. Is he related said, to somebody I know? This isn't the, this isn't the, this isn't the job I signed up for. And for the money you're paying me to expecting me to get, and with zero gap, with zero mileage allowance. To put wear and tear in my own vehicle for a for basically minimum wage for a shit job. I'm sorry. You have, you have, I said, you don't know how to manage people. I said, you may be a, a loss prevention director, but you know, you have zero experience in how to be a, be a manager. You, you can't demand, you can't de make demands out of people when you don't give them any type of respect. Oh, absolutely. I said, and you, I said, you, you, you completely showed your colors to me this morning on my way into work. I, I, I can't work for you. I cannot work for somebody that I do not respect. And you, you definitely do not respect the people that work for you. Yep. And shortly, the guy I worked with in Groton, he quit the next day. Good. And he texted me. He said, he said he tried to do the same thing to me. And he, and he, he like threatened me. If I don't do this, you're gonna. And he said, oh, okay, I'm not gonna. I quit. No. I mean, I, I mean, you give what you get. I gave respect to, I, I all, I may not, something I always tell people, I may not respect the person, but I respect the position in the title. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I will give that, I will give the person in that position as much as respect as that, that title commands. But as soon as they start shitting on me, all bets are off because you uh, have to you have to you have to you have to think about it like like a compassionate person sure there are some things that you just can't you can't help you can't help that somebody calls out and they call you to ask you to come in 
But when somebody calls out and they say, you're coming in, no, sorry. That's how my, I, I plan my life around, around my work schedule. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it and should be, I, the work-life it, balance. I said, and that's, a, that's key. Work-life balance is key for me. And when I was working as an investigator last year, I had absolutely zero work-life balance. And I brought that up in the interview. And he said, oh, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be home 3 o'clock some days. Never. Never was I ever home early. I was in a car from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. And expected when I got home to spend two hours to write a report and upload the video. Not from what I was making. I said, you want slave labor. But they fired me. They fired me because I wasn't getting enough client video. I said, well, it's kind of hard to get video of somebody. I don't know what they look like. We don't know if this is the right address. And when I do get video of them, it's two seconds from here to here. That's it. They expected. Oh, my God. They walked to their car. They walked in a mailbox and back. Yeah, right. And I and I heard from a, another investigator who I'm still friends with, who who quit and got a job in the state of Connecticut. They said he was told, I don't care who you take video of, make it the suspect. Wow. That's shady. Wow. And I I also found Yeah, that is that's real shady. The following the following week. That's fucked. They up. had it they had an an investigator investigating another investigator. Because he what? left work he left the work site early. Unfucking believable. Uh, I mean, if you can't trust your employees, who can you trust? Exactly. Um, going to your work-life balance thing. Um, one of my favorite jobs that I ever had was doing X-ray at an in, at a factory that made airplane parts. And I loved my coworkers. I loved my job. Yes, it was physically demanding. Yes, I drove longer than I should have for a job that didn't pay quite as well. I mean, comparatively speaking. But you work five, ten-hour days, you're going to be making bank. You know how to move it. You know how to save it. You know how to do this. The problem was is we'd have the one day we're all looking forward to, and they'd just come out and go, no, we're making, uh, making it mandatory six days this week. They would, they would ask people, when I say ask people, it's more like voluntold for a seventh <laughs> day of overtime. Like, and it was always my friend Brooksy. Like, Brooks, yeah, we need you on Sunday. You only have to do from, like, 6 a.m. to noon. You'll be home in time for the Giants game. And Brooksy, being Brooksy, is like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it. The rest of us are like, Brooksy, stand up for us, bro. You've been here 28 years. Fucking stand up for the little guy. What made it worse was I got promised the world walking into this job by a person who I had a lot of faith and trust and value in. And... You could tell right from the start it was going to go to hell. But I really liked what I did. There was a certain pride I had in saying, if you flew this year and you got to your destination on time, thank the pilot. If you got there safely, thank me. Right. And right, exactly. I loved I loved that job. And eventually, you know, too much became too much. That is an example of a good job, shitty management. You know what job Herm I love? Is the grocery the grocery store? I love oh, yeah. working I, there. I, I worked at a grocery. It. I worked at a grocery. Um, you never cut grass for Chris Burns, you lying son of a bitch! Stop it. Oh, uh, see this? Hey, Bill, what's up? Bill is the reason we can't have nice things. He is the reason for the pillow. Now, 
the pillow. Oh, I can't pillow. wait for that to come in because you're gonna have we it all need center. a pillow. Oh yeah, but Herm alluded to it. Um, I did. I worked ten years in the Mohegan Sun Casino for the Mohegan Sun. Uh, moved to Florida. That's where I worked for a grocery store. That was a hill of shit. Great job. Met a lot of great people, but it paid like shit. But when you need a job, you take a job. Moved from Florida, went to Vermont, got a job at a security business, got to meet Robert Irvine through the security business, got to see great ski lodges, you know, eat some fantastic food, meet some great people. Marriage starts to crumble. I came back to Connecticut. I was home three days. I went to a job fair. And I got the shittiest job. Not only was it a shitty job, it paid like shit. It was a small company. The owner thought that he owned you. And when I say this, I'm going to give you an example. My first year there, it was November to November. I, I started working there in November of 2009. So November 2010, I had taken the weekend off. I had put in for it like I do with every day off I take two months <clears throat> in advance. Wasn't Thanksgiving, so keep this in mind. I took it off, and I don't. You don't have to tell. Why are you taking the weekend off? Because I want this fucking weekend off. I'm gonna do some shit with my kid and yada yada yada. What up, Bill? He said, "What up, fellas?" What up? Of course, he brings up Chris Burns first and says a shit comment. Um, we'll get to you in a minute, Bill. We want to hear your story. Start typing it out. Um, so I got this job, and I'm not even gonna mention the company or the owner because they're both too shitty to even give the time of day. And that was when, that November, uh, I think Bon Jovi was coming to town. And they were playing the arena. Now, Bon Jovi at this point is not drawing 21-year-old hot girls. They're drawing folks our age. And at the time, I was, my, I was in my mid to late 30s. So, but you're getting a, a crowd that has disposable income. And I was told on, on a conference call on Thursday, well, um, every, we need all hands on deck. I said, well, I'm really sorry. I took this weekend off. I'm not going to be in town. Well, change your plans. I'm like, sure, it'll cost you $750. I wasn't leaving town. That was my spin on it. I was throwing a party for the weekend for the three NASCAR championships, truck series, Xfinity series, cup series. We we're going to have cookouts at my buddy's house. The food was paid for. It was at... um. I'm not even going to say his name, but you know who he is. Yeah. And we were holding it at um, the brother of Matt's house. We'll, we'll leave it there. Mm -hmm. The food is paid for. Everything is set. The, the beer is on ice. We are going to have fun this whole weekend. We'll change your plans. Well, it's going to cost you $750 if you want me to change my plans. Because I took this weekend off. I made my arrangements. The schedule was made around me. Because when my kid wasn't here, I would work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I didn't care. Give me two days off during the week. When my kid is here, I'm Monday through Friday. Kid comes first. Agreed upon from the get-go. And we fought. And I'm like, dude, you're paying me shit money to do a job I could do anywhere else for more. But because I had loyalty to the guy that hired me, his name was Jason. Very wonderful human being. You know, it, it kind of got old that first year. And I was only there, what, two, three years? If shit got bad and, you know, hey, we got one of those conference calls. Yeah, uh, big weekend this weekend. We did all hands on deck. Jason would say, you might want to talk to Chris privately or you might want to talk to this one privately. Jason, for his credit, grew a, grew a spine while him and I worked together because he'd be like, um, we're not fucking our people over. 
we have enough problem retaining employees. These are the good ones. These are the ones that show up at a moment's notice. Chris comes in an hour early every day, whether he needs to or not, just to see how we're doing. If we're doing great, he goes get something to eat. He comes back, starts his shift. For this asshole who sits in his luxury home in Wexford, Pennsylvania, on a phone when you know damn well he ain't working half as hard. Yeah, you're making deals and shit, but you're not sweating your ass off. You're not going home smelling like fucking, you know, rustic bullshit. And for him to just expect me to turn my life upside down for a retail management job, let me give my current job credit. And I'm not saying this because John, who is a step or two above me, watches the show. I tell them ahead of time. And I tell them months ahead of time, Emma's getting off the plane July 19th. I'll be gone that weekend in New Hampshire for the races. I come home on Tuesday. I'm gone on Wednesday to pick up Emma from the airport. So I write it on the calendar. And somebody would be like, well, you know, that day I'm like, well, let me explain this to you. I'm not asking for this day. I'm telling you two and a half months in advance that I need this day. That I, I, I will not be here. So plan accordingly. But I'm also another. a guy. I'm not be here. I'm also a guy that in seven years at this job has called out twice. I work extra days. I will do extra hours. I will do shit that they ask me to do that is technically not my job, but I do it because I like what I'm doing. I very much enjoy what I do for this company. And as it has changed, I enjoy it even more because when I got hired, I felt lied to. And I've gone over that with the owner of the company. Yes, it's Ace Hardware proper, but I work for the small four-store chain that Mr. Andy Grant owns. And as my frustration built, he sat me down. What can we change? I'll tell you what we can change. When you hired me, it was this, this, and this. You know, the I don't know what you called him at that time. Right now, they call John the ops manager. This guy was the same job as John, had a different title. Doesn't matter. Um, I said he basically took the legs out from underneath me. I never got to show you what I could do. He goes, well, let's change that. Great. Awesome. Benny's, uh, Benny's wasn't a bad job. Um, you know, I've been in retail management now almost 25 years and Benny's was, Benny's was good. I didn't mind Benny's. I met a lot of good people there too, but you know, this, this job that we're talking about at the oldest of almanacs that can suck a dick that guy honestly thought that the sun rose and set on his business. Why aren't you selling more? Hard to sell when nobody walks in. Horseshit, you're just not doing your job right. Want to come down and walk with me, dude? I I'm not shy. And again, this goes back to the apology earlier. I if you slap me in my face, I'm going to slap you back twice as hard. And this guy just thought, well, I own the business. I make the rules. I do this. I, I pulled a herm. One day, I just got... It got too much. My girlfriend at the time said, let me talk to my dad. You can get a job at the airplane parts factory doing x-rays. And within three days, I had the job. I piss tested. I was out the door. And that weekend was a big concert. And I was, I was typing up my resignation letter for two weeks. Always give two weeks. And it didn't take but one second for that phone call and say, hey, uh, what are your days this weekend? Saturday and Sunday, my kid's in town. Now you got to work one of those days. I'm like, well, I was just typing out my two weeks notice. Um, I'll be done on Friday. Walked away. I took two weeks off. 
got my last two paychecks, my my all my I, I don't ever use vacation time unless I need to. And I live two weeks high on the hog. It was beautiful. I don't think I did shit that week except drink beer and grill steaks. I think I might have done some with you that weekend. Watched a Bruins game and, you know, had some fun. Mm. But I'm going to tell you this. If you don't treat your people right, they're going to treat you by walking out the door. They're going to tell you to fuck off sideways. Well, here, here's the part that puts a smile on your face is that store is no longer there. No, no, it's not. Uh, the last time I went to Mohegan Sun, I went with Emma. And we went, I forget where we went to dinner or if we even went to dinner at the casino. I think we just farted around. She did Kids Quest. Hell, I did Kids Quest. I don't care if I'm old. I'll, I'll, beat, I'll beat the shit out of you and win all the tickets. <coughs> and um, she went and bought a sweatshirt and we walked by and she goes, you used to work there. I'm like, yeah, it's no longer. Well, it, it, they had changed it over to Mohegan owning it. And now I don't yeah. even think it's there anymore. Uh, it's called the Nostalgia Store. Oh, well, they can nostalgia my ass. Uh, I think Mohe I think that is Mohegan property now. I have never, going back to delivering papers at 10 years old, if I were to go through every job I've ever had, there was never, and I mean ever, a shittier job than working at that particular outlet for that particular man. And I was happier than a pig in shit when he made that, made that phone call to me. I'm like, well... It was a Wednesday. I'll never forget it was a Wednesday. This is, well, I'm sorry to tell you this. I was just typing up my two weeks. I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Fuck you. I'm out on Friday. Yeah. It, I, I, I hold stand true to that two weeks noticing too, because it's, it's just a polite and professional thing to do. But if sure. you push me, they're going to give me two me weeks. To let me know when they fire me. Yeah. No, exactly. but that's different. Did you break? If you break the rules, you deserve to get fired. If you if you get fired for nothing, like Lynch did, no. That's it, what I'm it, saying. That, like they're gonna give me two weeks' notice before when they lay me off. That's the slippery slope. It really is. But no, okay. I mean, you know. Continue, please. Now, in your your current position, um, the people you work with, what what majoritively, what what's like, what's the age swing? They're black. Oh. And... <laughs> All right, where's that Facebook post again? Ladies and gentlemen, the opinions expressed by Michael Herman are those of Michael Herman alone and not necessarily those of the entire Dysfunction Junction family. Viewer discretion is advised. Is advised. But will be completely fucking ignored. Ignored. Um... All right. Um, the, the age swing now, like if I... I, I worked inside the store today. There's a full spectrum there, right? You've got like 18, 19 year old kids. We got 18 to 80, blind, crippled, and crazy. They're, they're, we got everything. Young, young girls working registers. Right. Now, I. Parts department. Yeah. I did not hit the road today because I had nothing going on. They needed help. They were three people short. I said, you know, let me run upstairs and get my old vest and I'll get my little radio gimmick and I'll work the floor with you guys today. I will do whatever it is you need me to do. And that's something that I don't do that to, you know, thump my chest and go, look how good I am. But they know, you know, intrinsically that they, if they ask me just about anything, I'm going to do it. And I pride myself on that. And I, I try to teach my daughter the same thing. And I try to teach other people that are younger the same thing. Uh, it's really hard to get fired in Connecticut. Not so really. Many, so many it's laws not, nowadays. 
It's an at no, will state. It's an at will state. Check your yeah, employment. Up. It's an at will state. Whether it's your will or the employer's will, it does not matter. There's no like, grounds anymore. They can let you like, go. Two things can be true at once. Yes, Connecticut is an at will state. Yes, it is hard to get fired because I've heard stories about people who are still working in some of the places I've worked in the past and people are fucking up left and right and they're breaking rules and they're, and they're you know, just, they're not firing them because in a lot of cases, especially through the, to, the two COVID years, retaining the employee or keeping that employee employed and keeping them having a paycheck overstepped the laws and judges were just like, yeah, you know what? You had no right to fire this person. Go back to work. But now there's a target on your back. Right. You know, you go and, back to if you beat the system, there's a target on your back. And it's happened. Um, well, reason- I worked at when I worked at that shithole, we had a girl that had made a complaint, went to the labor board. Um, there were actually two. I'm going to tell you the good one first. And then the one that lied through her meth infested teeth second. So the Ooh. first one was um, we had this manager fella after Jason transferred to Louisiana and he was handsy with a lot of the young ladies. Oh. And this one young, and when I say handsy, it wasn't like just a hand on your shoulder. You by the pussy. Uh, <laughs> close. All right, Trump. It was. Um, wait, wait, wait. He, he played a lot of grab ass. Wow, and this one girl, that. this one girl filed a complaint with, she thought we were a casino owned store. We weren't. So then she went to the owner and she wasn't believed. So she took it to the labor board. And when the word got back, technically, when you do something like that, there's not supposed to be, you know, one-on-one interaction between the employees and the, the employee and the person you're complaining about. It's business as usual, you know, Try to stay away from each other. This will get resolved, you know, in the court. He didn't do that. He cornered her in a back room and read her the riot act. And I happened to walk in on it. And I was asked what happened by the owner. And I said, I'll tell you exactly what happened. This, this, and this. So the manager is fired on the spot. But before that, in the midst of that argument, in the midst of that argument, he fired her. Well, that's fucked up. So when she goes in front of the labor board, exactly. So when we are in the labor board meeting in a room, a horseshoe table, and they, you know, bring me in and, you know, she smiles at me and the manager guy smiles at me. I had no beef with either of them. I'm there to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And when I told it, you could see the weight come off of her shoulder. She's like, okay, somebody believed me. And because I saw it. You know, there were a couple times he'd be handsy with someone. I'm like, uh, no, that's not appropriate, dude. You can't do that. I said, you know, wrist to elbow, fine. Shoulder, fine. One inch above the butt crack, no bueno. Yeah, people frown upon that kind of stuff. <laughs> you so, can't even do that anymore, man. You can't get like... a couple. Of, yep, we're going to get a couple of these comments in just a second. So the second one, this is my favorite. She got fired for uh, misuse of the time card don't know how she how you do it you have to walk into the physical place to clock in and where'd you disappear for x amount of time so she claimed that on december 8th remember that date that i clocked her in 
I don't know, but it seems like a lot of the young kids that are working have no common sense. Thank you, Darlene. <clears throat> Darlene. See, Darlene, Darlene gets I'm it. Getting, Darlene, Darlene gets I'm going to get to that point. I'm going to get to that yep. point in a minute. So they called me at home a couple days later after she fills this out. She goes, uh, so I understand the, the HR person for this shitty establishment. I understand you're in cahoots with so-and-so trying to manipulate the time clock. I'm like, when did I do that? Well, it says here in her statement that on December 8th, you know, you, you clocked her in at 6 p.m. And I'm like, you know, that never happened. Well, how can I prove that? I'm like, you got a fax machine with a with a scanner? Yeah, I'm like, let me show you my ticket stubs from where I was on my birthday, December 8th. I was in the Boston fucking garden watching the Bruins game. Left my house at 3 p.m., got to Boston at 5 p.m., the puck dropped at 7 p.m. Tell me how I did this. Right. Oh. Crickets. Fucking <laughs> crickets. But instead of asking me what happened, the HR person, it wasn't really HR, it was just one lady who thought her shit didn't stink, came at me like I was guilty. And when I shoved it up her ass, she was nicer than Peach to me every fucking time we spoke it after that. all about the anal. Of course. Uh, Derek says, I was fired from my last job because I refused to be taken advantage of. Well, you know, depending how'd she look. And I did everything above how and beyond. <laughs> and I gave them a two-year notice when I was in school. Best thing that could have happened to me. Yes, Derek, you're doing fantastic right now. Ain't going to lie about it. You know what, silver lining? I think getting shit can from the casino was probably the best thing to happen to me in the last 10 years. I, I'm, I, may, not, I may not have the best paying job, but I'm doing something I love. There you go. And here's another piece piece of what, what constitutes a good job for me. A sense of accomplishment. Like I did something. Oh, yeah. Like, like I can go home and be proud of what I did. Now, leading into what Darlene had said in her little comment about common sense, see, Chris and Mike have the gamut of people they worked with. I work exclusively with high school age to college age women. How do I get that job? I have, well, you would want it, trust me. You do not want that. There's two other guys that work in oh, the establishment. Yeah. Oh, fuck me, dude. It, it's crazy. They're all that way that age. They're all that way uh, now. Um, there's two other guys about my age. Well, one's a, one's a college guy. There's two older guys my age, but I never see them. They, they usually typically work the, the evening hours. Um. I feel like no matter what I say or what I do is going to be taken out of context, taken the wrong way. And I feel so uncomfortable some days because they're talking about this, that, and the the third, which is inappropriate. You're in a place where you can't say fuck. Oh, they do. And I do. No, 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 no. Metaphorically. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. You can't say fuck. And that's 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 me. Here, here, I can't say fuck here, here, here. I don't feel safe. Dead here, ass, no cap. Here's the funny story today. Working yeah. with a young lady Whatever working with is. a young lady who I don't normally work with, who's an absolute sweetheart. She's a very nice kid and she's very hardworking. And she made a comment about my beard. She's like, Has your beard grown since the last time I saw you? I was like, yeah, and I was stroking it like this. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of work to keep it this soft. She's like, can I touch your beard? I was like, no. 
and she just kind of looked at me. I was like, "No offense to you, but no, that's no. that's a lot. No, that's that's a face touch. Technically, I could take you to HR for just asking. Mm-hmm. Can I now, can I touch your face? Now she I, well, can I touch your bum? Yeah, she's. Can we trade? Seven, she's eighteen, graduating high school. Can I touch my beard to your bum? <laughs> can I tickle my bum? Tickle your These bum with my beard. I have. <laughs> so and she, I don't know if she was offended, but she was confused. I was like, "You can't do that." I said, yeah, you I don't appreciate, want to, you don't I appreciate the line. sentiment. I appreciate your sentiment and that you're trying to be funny. I said, "But I'm old enough to be your grandfather." I said, no, you're not. Sinking, no, you're not. Sinking. Stop that. Stop that. We're not doing the age gap bullshit. Unless, unless that girl is your direct lineage, you're old enough to be Lynch. Knock that shit off. Shut up. <laughs> Yo, no, because I, I hate it's that true. shit. It's true. I, I did this. We were we were at karaoke one night, and you you weren't there, but it was karaoke one night, and this guy came in, and his daughters came in, and they were fucking hot, and they were singing, and they were joking and laughing, and one of them said something, and I was like, "Oh, darling, if you if I was if I was twenty five years younger, I'd put a run in, but I can't. I, I'm too old now." And she looked me dead ass in the face, and she's like, "Nuh uh." You could still get it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jen was sitting at the bar when it happened. That's but like, what I'm saying, dude. She's like, Mm-mm, you can still get it. I was like, huh. this triple threat match is <laughs> for one fall. <laughs> I was like, it's not going to happen, match. but like, just, you can still get it. Oh, all right. I still got it, I guess. But, it, right? it's, it's just that the, the, their mindset is so liberal that they don't think about the next step afterward. What if somebody else had seen her doing that to me? On the and job. They com- and they complained. We're right. both at Walmart. We're, We're both Walmart guilty. At 5.30. Right. You're, you, you're allowing it. And sh- she asked and you allowed it. And you're not telling her no, stop. There's, yeah. there's. And, and I and had to lose. But then I there's a the- fraternization. There's a witness. And Lord knows what stories could be told if somebody gets caught and tries to get out. No, ma'am. Exactly. For security purposes, keep the fuck away from the beard. And I always say, I'm right behind you, and I have my <laughs> hands up like this all the time. Coming up behind you, coming left. So it's like in a kitchen. I'm on your left. Coming in hot on the right. Keep your hands up. Because uh, we don't actually and, keep our hands up. I just no, but for me, behind I'm you, me. and I purposely rub my nutsack on your ass as I go by. There's there's a small <laughs> amount of, 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 of gay sexual abuse that goes on in a kitchen. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of ass grabbing that's not ass grabbing, but it's moving people around. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but yeah, like there, there's a lot of that behind you. I'm rubbing my shit on you, and that's it. You know. You're getting out of my way. Get out of my way. You're going to be on my junk. You go behind the new hot waitress and behind you and you rub your shit on her ass. And nobody says anything because that's just the restaurant business. You weren't. Oh, it's cramped. You weren't. You weren't trying to rub up on her. You just needed to get the fuck through. You know what I mean? You're not doing it to get. You're not doing it to rub up on the new girl. You're just. Hi, babe. You're just doing it to get through the fucking kitchen. Because sometimes. Servers be standing over there in a little group. You got to get fucked through. Sorry. Yeah. I either got to push you out the way or you're getting rubbed on as I slip through. And, and that's a that's a very strange feeling to have every day when you go when you go into work. 
Yeah, like it, it, it just generally happens. Like <clears throat> quarters are really cramped, so just people rub. And then you get the you get the other type of kids that age <clears throat> think they know everything. I'm not doing my job. I don't know what I'm talking about. And it would be told by a twenty year old, twenty year old girl, to do my job. What she did a couple months ago, I, I just went right to the manager and said she can fuck off. She has no right to talk to me that way. And if she does it again, we're going to have a different issue. I said because I'm going to go above you. We had a girl from the other property show up drunk. Oh, lovely. She showed up drunk. She's the manager of the other property. She showed up drunk. And I went immediately to the manager, <coughs> the manager and said, she's got liquor on her breath. You might have, want to go smell her. She's still employed. What? So it goes to where corporate wants to have a set of nuts, they will. But when they don't want to have a set of nuts and make examples out of people, they won't. That's dangerous. You're entrusting the care of, of, she's a caregiver, whether it's an animal or a person, that's a caregiver. What if she mis mismedicates a fucking animal <clears throat> and kills it? Oh, sorry, it was the whiskey. No, that's not, not a fucking excuse. <laughs> that's terrible. And the best, I, the I best part, laugh at that. the best part was, are you sure? I'm like, you're talking to an alcoholic. I think I know what the fucking liquor on the breast smells like. Mm. And her, her mannerisms, the glassy eyes, and not, uh, unable to focus on me. Yeah, I, I think she, she, you can, she reeked of booze. Still, still employed. Mm. Now I have so known they'd people ra that they'd I... rather, they'd rather keep people like that than have to go through the process of finding person, persons to replace them, and have a liability on their hands. Right now I have known. Where people... I come to work every day, bust my fucking balls with physical limitations. There, there's days I'm like, guys, I just got to take a ten minute break. I, I'm really hurting right now. Mm -hmm. I have known but people, then, but then, not a... but then I get, but then they, I get told I'm not doing my job by certain people. Fuck, fuck those yourself. people. Fuck, fuck those you. people. I have known people, not at this job, but at others, who have, you know, stepped out and, you know, don't tell anybody I had a little nipper. Okay, you had a nipper. A nipper. I've never had someone come back to a job smelling like Jack Daniel's brother or sister. No, I mean, I've smells... worked jobs where you go to, you're, you've gone to lunch, you have a couple of margaritas, you come back to work. That's it. You know, you're not. Yep, I can see, I can see a business lunch where you're like a, you're like that. You're you're selling yourself, and it, mm -hmm. if if the company allows it, you have a, a drink or two. Okay, I don't know whatever. how many times I've gone on business lunches, and they're like, "Have a beer." I'm like, "I really can't." It's just ingrained in me. I'm on the clock. Right. If this were a night, if this were a night meeting, sure. But I've still got I don't know how many more clients to go see. No, I'm not going to do this. We used to have something that. That leaves a bad impression. That's a that's a huge. Big, 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 bad mm -hmm. impression. What if a client walks in and smells that on her breath? Bingo. And you're dropping, you're dropping something off to her that mm -hmm. you cherish and you love. Exactly. Oh, no, I'm canceling. I'm, canceling. I, I'm not going to come yep. here anymore. Now, we had drunk. something at one job where there was a P and a C and a C. Where on Fridays, <laughs> we, had, we had something called a Happy Meal. And, and one, guy, one guy was on the hook to get the Happy Meals. And you got everybody's order during the week. So you take your, you know, you go the night before, you pack a cooler, you put everybody's happy meal inside. 
And that Friday, instead of a half hour, they gave us an hour lunch. Don't know why, but Friday, take an hour. We'd all be at the back of somebody's truck, whether it was mine or someone else's. Drinking your Happy Meal. With a cold (laughs) beer and your favorite nip. And you had a laundry list. The people over at the uh, liquor store in Groton, their Grand Spirits, knew on Thursday, oh, you're picking up Happy Meals. They knew. Never said a thing. But it's not like we were out and, you know, if, if so-and-so didn't show up to work that day, somebody said, I'll take their Happy Meal. No, you had your one beer and your one nip. That was it. Go back to work. No plane I ever inspected parts for Cratch, so I guess I was okay. Well, I, and I worked at a liquor store, too, so that that's kind of like on-the-job training. You can't, <laughs> right. Well, no, seriously, you can't describe a wine if you've never had it. Well, you guys used to do, and that's how I fell in love with rye whiskey, the guy from Wild Turkey, and I laughed. I'm like, Wild Turkey, why the fuck are you having these guys there? But their rye was fantastic. It was really good. It was really good. I mean, that that because if I, if somebody asked me what's this taste like, I'm like, I don't know. That's not selling. Dick, dick and ass. The bartender used to be able to have a shot from a customer back in the day. There are still a few places. Oh, there they are still, still places. do. They, they still, still do. do. Places. They still do. There's a few places yep. that allow it. Or they slide it in. The bartender will pour one for themselves when you're, depending on who the clientele is. But Oops, uh, I yeah. over-poured. Yep. A little Oops. bit for the reindeer, a little bit for Santa Claus, a little bit for the reindeer. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Darlene, I used to be able to. Well, I used to be able to actually just buy the bartender a shot, and yep. that was that was completely good. Like now they're gonna have to, you know, do it on the sly and whatnot, and do a shot with sign you. a waiver. Yeah, when I was when I was in Florida, the bartender where we all hung out, that I got the I got it on the seventh. The eighth was my birthday. We're at this place at noon thirty, one o'clock. And, you know, we're playing our video golf and drinking beer. And somehow it got out that it was my birthday. And the bartender, young lady, called me over and said, you're going to have a shot with me. What is your favorite? I says, I'm a big fan of the Crown Royal Apple. She goes, I don't have the apple. I have the peach. I'm like, "That's then I'll have that. She brought two shots over. Click the glasses. Happy birthday to you. We both did a shot. She went about her merry way. She bought the shot. Yep. And there, again, there are still places. I know there's a place here in Connecticut. Don't want to mention their name for fear that Lynch will rat them out. And kidding, kidding. Mm-hmm. Where I went on my friend's birthday and the girl was like, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. And I said, oh, let me buy you a shot. And the bartender came over with three shots. I'm like, what is this? He goes, one for you, one for her, one for me. I says, well, let me buy that third one so you're not getting in trouble for stealing liquor. So I bought all three shots. We did the birthday shot. She went about her merry way, did her business. And then that woman went absolutely apeshit crazy. And uh, it's just not worth it. Not worth talking about. I think I think we covered her on the Chris's ex-girlfriends are all scary and psychotic episode. Oh, you, can, you can pick them really well. Um, I sure do. When I was in Ireland uh, a number of years back, there were people walking into, into pubs on lunchtime. I believe it. They down a couple Smittics or a couple a couple Guinness with a shot of Jameson and go back to work. Germany and yeah, Germany and they Italy. Were br- they were Germany and Italy is encouraged. Guinness. Oh yeah, uh, pretty much, pretty much. By the time you're five, you already know how to p- do a proper pour on a black and tan. Oh yeah. I-, I noticed that Irish pubs don't like the car bomb. No, they 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 think they got a, a fucking American bullshit. It's shite. <laughs> 
Yeah, they know you're American if you walk in and say, "Oh, what an Irish car bomb!" What an Irish car they, bomb! They, oh, they give you the they give you the death look. Mm-hmm. Well, the, a, the rumor the you're rumor gonna get a is, pint, you know where the rumor shot. You know the rumor where that drink was invented, right? Northern Ireland. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> kidding. Where? No, that that drink was invented at the old Billy Wilson's. I believe that. I, I believe that. Before, when they were Billy. down, when they were when they were down the hill. Down. Yep. Yep. By the by the paper. Billy, that that Billy drink Wilson's was invented. aging still. At, at mm-hmm. Billy Wilson's. Yep. Wow. Herm, did you ever tell us what your shittiest job was? Or are you going with the rehab clinic? Um, uh, it, the mushroom farm. <laughs> Franklin Mushroom Farm. The mushroom farm. Well, uh, you came home with the best stories. They were great stories. I'm not gonna lie, but Fuck it, um, Johnny. It was uh, it was a fucking sweatshop. It was literally a sweatshop, and I mean, like, um, I was one of a dozen white people. And there was three to four hundred Mexicans that worked there, and the place would bring them in and house them all with visas, and migrate them in and house them in this this complex in Norwich, and and, and hot rack them four guys to a two bedroom apartment. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, it was bad. I started out in the packing room, which meant you stood there for fourteen hours weighing and adjusting mushroom trays um then i went and worked out on a wharf where you're making the uh the 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 compost that they grow the mushrooms in um and it is the shittiest job and i mean literally um they get uh, they get um the truckloads of uh stall bedding from the racetracks in canada and they bring that in and they add uh crystallized urine urea into it yeah. Some other things, um, a little bit of chicken shit. Um, and then you run these giant fucking machines the size of a small house that have to like break it up and turn it. And the there's shakers. these, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, it's a, it's a, what was, what was it fucking called? It was a turner. It just turned yeah. these big piles. They were 10 feet tall and six feet, seven feet wide. And it just made this big brick of compost. Um, full of shit, they had to water it, you had to take temperatures on it. Um, it smelt horrible, all the water. So the machine had to be hooked up to a hose. The hose would break. You were repairing a hose constantly. It's Covered wet. In shit head to toe. Uh, all the time. Just I hate a, when I break my hose and I have to repair them. It's rough. It was The job sucked. That, that poor bitch. Sucked. When I worked for Bering Distributors, we got a, a frantic phone call um, from one of the, I, I guess, one of the maintenance guys. Uh, one of the conveyors broke, and there was a Mexican 30 feet up in the air on the conveyor with a load of shit. We had to, we had to drive to New Haven, get the bearing, drive to Franklin, help them install it, and this poor guy is up there sweating his balls off in the middle of August for hours until we can get the conveyor to come back down. Oh, it was horrible, bro. It was horrible. It, I never, I've never smelled. And... I've never smelled a smell that vile in my life. And I've worked around. Yeah. Shit, chicken shit, dog shit. No, after about a week, you do not smell it. It's the truth. You, you oh. do get used to it. You become, you do get used to it. I'm not going to lie, but it was horrible. Well, it's just like, 
and it's just dirty. And you, the problem is, is you don't smell it now. So you stop somewhere on the way home to get a fucking soda and a hot dog, or just go home. Yeah, and the yeah, and and, the entire store goes. The entire convenience store is vomiting, and your your everybody at your house is like, "Get the fuck out." When I like, worked on like, I did like strip naked pretty much at the door outside. When I worked at the fish uh, for the fishing boat, my I'd mother go right and to the shower to, because it was horrible. my mother and father used to make me strip outside. I had to strip in the basement, throw my clothes right in the laundry, and run naked through the house to take a shower because it smelled so bad. Oh, my truck smelled so bad. This explains I, so much about you. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know. That's where the ass ass thing comes into play. I'm pretty sure that that's where it came from. That and the edibles. There it is. I'm out of edibles. It's a problem. Oh, Oh, shit. You need a new supplier. It's a problem. Uh, That is the one job. Um, I remember remember because I had just... I'd lost my job. Not lost it, but I was like, I'm not going back to that job that I hurt my back at because they didn't pay me enough. I remember when my back got healthy, Herm and I applied at the same time. That is the one time in history I was glad to hear the word, no, we don't have anything for you. (coughs) I could not. Nope. The farm? Yeah. Yeah. I applied there once, and thank God I got a call from somewhere else. I don't care if my my AC is broken. If I'm driving through that section of Franklin, windows are up. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not there anymore and it doesn't do it, but um, no, yeah, but they have just, other farms that are not the mushroom farm, so to speak. But there are other farms on that stretch adjacent, that yeah, yeah, that you need to roll up your windows, turn up the AC, and pray because it's nasty. Yes, you got to be a special kind of person, and I don't say this jokingly. You got to be a special kind of person to be a farmer. It, re- it is a lifestyle. It really it is. It certainly is. I mean, my dad, my dad grew up on a farm, and when he when he got out of the farm, he's like, "I ain't ever going back." <laughs> he's like, "That was not pleasant work at 13 years old." Have you ever read Brock Lesnar's book? I have not. He talks about growing up on a farm, and then going into my dad likes growing up on a farm. He liked it. Oh, yeah. Going into pro wrestling and then the UFC and trying out for football. He goes, you know, all I want to do as a kid was get off the farm. Now all I want to do is make enough money so I could retire comfortably go and get, run a go farm. Buy a farm. Go back to yeah. farming. <clears throat> it takes a special human being to do that. And I don't take that lightly. You know, farmers are the heartbeat of America. I, I would. I if, I, if I didn't, if I, I totally would have a small one out in the county, small piece of land, a cow or two, a couple, three pigs. I could, and that, but that's my job. I have to get up and take care of the animals, and we're just eating our own food and growing mm-hmm. our own vegetables, and it is just buying it is dry a, goods. It's such a, a backbreaking, thankless job, and uh, I give them a lot. Of, I give any farmer a lot of credit for what they do because. Yeah, oh, I am definitely not trying to do it to feed others. I am just trying no. to self self support, you know, but. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, do it. I would do it to self-support. To feed others, I, I yeah. couldn't do it because you're you're. you're and like, bound, I'm not being a. I'm, you're bound I'm by not, Monsanto. I'm not becoming yeah. a beef rancher. I might want a a, a a cow or two. Yeah, get a couple that you know. Get, yeah. Keep yourself 
keep yourself afloat throughout the year. Couple pig. Oh, actually, you need. You know, a I, I get. I have a couple of couple of females, maybe two or three, and a male. Yep. And you'd have and, a lot. And, you would have a lot a, of pig. And a castrated. Well, no, a, a, a castrated male for cows. Three females for for milk, and a castrated bull. The bull keeps the girls at ease and is always dominant, even without his nuts. But right. he's also being raised for beef. Castrato. So the and I can always breed the females with something, bring somebody in if I want to make another cow. I know a guy. Yeah, you know, I would that a couple of pigs. <laughs> he's in prison now. <laughs> you, got little, you got a little too comfortable. Two, three pigs, half a dozen chickens. I totally would rock that shit. But just to not have to leave the house and just kind of live on my own and just sure. do it. I'm totally down with that, but I'm not trying to do it as a as a job to feed my family. Oh, fuck no. Yeah, because, uh, by right. feeding others. You know, I'm not trying to do that much shit. Mm-mm. Right. I, uh, I I would do that if, as a retirement job. I hire, I hire migrant workers. I'm not. I, that's fuck it. yeah. Fuck yeah, I generally I generally don't disparage any workers ever. I always labor. say, you know, that there's a job for everybody out there. Uh, but having said that, if you work at a at a fast food restaurant and you fuck up my order every time I walk in, you're an idiot. And for what they're paying these these kids now, I mean, they're making more money than I am. We used to do that shit for four dollars an hour. Remember, four dollars and twenty seven cents. Four seventy five. When we we all well we all first started when we all started there we were all making four they hired us and then that, they put us right. all up for like four and a quarter no four fifty because minimum wage was four twenty five and we were going to the new store so we were all making four fifty and that was big money. <laughs> when I started for AMP as a bag boy, I was making like three ninety eight an hour, and I thought that Damn, was big shit. You were rolling in it. I, I was fifteen years old. Plus I remember it. Plus tips yeah. when you yeah, carry shit out the car. They gave oh, you. I'm, a, a I'm always helping the old ladies out to the car. Fuck yeah! Where's Chris? He's out in the parking lot. <laughs> Josh, you help carrying that to your car, man. I'll say this: when you know, when I came out of the military and I came home, and I was you know, job this, job that, shit job, same as when I was a teenager, looking for that, just that light at the end of the tunnel. Even the radio station paid like shit. But then they asked, would you like to be the overnight porter? Clean the equipment, clean the store. When we walk in, this should glow. I'm like, how much does it pay? And funny that we, told me, it's funny that we both took that pretty much that same job, that overnight for probably job. the same reason. The money they would throw at you to do it was amazing. I was fucking alone. I could rock out to my own fucking music. I didn't have to deal with any fucking buddy. I did my work. I went in and I fucking left. Yep. And they paid you twice as much as they were paying the frontline yes, employees. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like eight dollars an hour to do that shit, yep. like a grown man's job. Fuck. Yeah, when I worked at when I worked at the grocery store, the longer I worked there, I I worked night crew because they threw a lot of money at you to, to pack out groceries overnight. And we yep. bring our boom boxes. What do you want to listen to tonight? We put it on the PA. We put oh, yeah, it right at the courtesy booth. Anytime you got a job that was like a mill or a production job, if you worked the overnight, there was there was like a there was a two dollar there was a two dollar conversion shift, shift differential. Shift differential. So you got the shift conversion for an extra two bucks an hour just because you were on the shift. Now, Herm, I'm going to ask you this because you did yours <laughs> at McDonald's. I did mine at, at the Burger King. 
did you get Herbert. so good at so good? That's a story. I got so good at my job that I could do all the shit inside. I could move shit, go in the back, move shit on the racks, curl, pull up on one of the shelves, and take a nap on the hamburger wrap. Bags okay. See, I never did that. I would sit in the office and jam on tunes, or I'd call my buddy at the yeah. radio station. Yeah, or... I would lay down and for and set an alarm for like an hour, and then because I'd be done and literally have to wait till six o'clock when somebody yeah. showed up. So it's so good at your job that you're done. Before Burger King, I still got an hour and a half before anybody shows up. I would take a nap. Or I'd bring my own fucking laundry in and do my own laundry. At Burger King, when you start the equipment, your job as porters to test the equipment. Turn the fryers on. You turn the broiler on. And, okay, it's two hours till someone gets here. What do I want to eat tonight? Exactly. Exactly. I'd go in and fucking rage out the fryers first because then once it was clean, I could cook anything I fucking wanted to. It's clean. I'm going to do it and cook it and that's it. Oh, here I want a nugget. Oh, if I want to, I just threw a fucking grill on and cooked a burger. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Too easy. And then when the the morning crew comes in, you still got two hours? Go out and change all the liners in the parking lot because there's parking no trash liners, Use the parking lot sweeper machine to clean shit up. Do a spot sweep. Yeah. Make sure the building is walk the perimeter for trash. Make sure there's no uh, no uh, uh, any graffiti anywhere that's new. The only thing I had to worry about in Groton was trash pandas. So I'd go out in the morning, 6.30, the sun's just coming up. And when you go to do the liners, you take a broomstick with you, smack the shit out Black of the, on the, the trash barrel, and you watch yep. two of them pop out and go sideways. <gasps> yeah, well, if you remember in Gales Ferry, we had that big machine that you open the door, put the trash the in it, and it did it all by itself. So there's yep. no trash pandas in there, but... All you you did we did have a cardboard dumpster up on the hill, but um, yeah. So you do that. You check the lot. That's about it. Sweep it. Once the store is open, you can take the grease that you emptied out of any grease you emptied out and bring that out to the grease pit holder. Mm-hmm. That's it. Check the place. That, trash yeah, out. That was, Ma- that was McDonald's and Gales Ferry where there's one now, right? Yep. Yeah. My you wife built that motherfucker. My, my wife, literally, we pulled the fuck. Remember, was going in there in street clothes on the clock, pulling plastic off of every fucking piece of stainless steel in the place. Absolutely, we peeled plastic and scrubbed shit for eight hours a day. Oh man, it was bad. Yeah, my, and what? Did, and how did they thank there? us? My my wife still my wife still refers to that as the new McDonald's because <laughs> it was. Because it was brand new when we were kids. 30 years yeah. ago. Yes, sir, it was. Yeah. 35 years that... ago. Yes, it was. But here we are. And she still refers to it as the new McDonald's. Oh, you mean the new McDonald's. <laughs> I love that so much. So before we close it out, um, if you have anything to tell our loyal listeners about what they should do if they have a shitty job. Well, I mean, I, I think you got to weigh your options. You got to know what your position is. Um, I happen to be in a very nice position to. I have fuck you money, so um, I I am in a very nice position to. If I don't like it here, I'm tired of your bullshit. Uh, I I I can't just decide to leave. I'll find something. I've got skills, skills that are worth big money. Still waiting on that sock drawer, Julio. 
and you have and you have other opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I've got the equipment to go go full on cater right out of my house. So, I'll sell thousands of dollars worth of barbecue. I don't get to that point, and I can't stress this enough to people who are looking for you know a calling in life. Find something you love to do. Herm, obviously, from the day I met him, loved to cook. Lynch's loved animals. I love talking to people. Not so much the general unwashed public, but the clients. You know. Make if you find something you love to do, you're really not working for you. It's kind of like solving anyway. problems, yeah, pretty much. I like doing that too. I mean, wrenching on this car has has kind of like reignited my passion for, for mechanical stuff. I'd be a nice. fucking oil jockey, I would be a oil jockey if the money was right because I like doing it again. I feel, I feel accomplished when I go home. I know a guy, you know what I mean? It, it's just. The older I get, I find shit that I used to love when I was younger. I have a passion for it again. Like naps. Well, with this one, why do you think... I do take a nap when I get home. And my wife says spanking. My wife says spanking now is pretty cool. Um, There you go. Um, Why do you think I I have paint jobs and lawn jobs every chance I get? Because I love doing both of them. Would I want to do painting for a living? No, it's it, my brother does that, and it's a very tiring and thankless job. But if you, if, if I'm going to help a friend, yeah, if I'm going to help a friend, not I don't, I don't shy away from hard work. But if I know that, I'll use Lynch as an example. He needed his living room painted. By the way, that corner by the back door can go fuck itself sideways. <laughs> but yeah, you know that was, a, that was a treat. I said, I said, get an estimate. I'll do it for a third. I do the same thing with lawns. Find someone that does this for a living who will, you know, do your lawn. I'll do it for a third. And you'd, I'll come over. You'd love the airless sprayer that, that's that's out in the fucking shed. For what? Painting? Oh. Done. Lynch and I did a video. And I was pouring sweat. I was sweating Miller Lite from every orifice in my body. And we did a little video. I'm just up on a ladder. I'm doing my thing. I'm talking about the paint. It was like a, a Maury Povich tell-all interview. And I'm just like, dude, well, you know, this goes on so smooth. I'm re-, and he's like, you're really enjoying this. Yes. Yes, I am. I had way too much fun. Uh, just one last thing, Big Herm. You were above our director and our boss was intimidated by you because you have the degree. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Darlene. It's it is true. I, I, I took a position that was lower than what my my actual value was, just because I needed a job. And Sometimes you uh, gotta do that. I I, I I could do the director's job, like well, cakewalk, and, better than the director and did. A- and I did. I mean, to the point where the director had me um, uh, used me for knowing how to make recipes. He had me doing ordering. I was covering him when he took days off. Um, yeah, like. If somebody would come to Dave and ask a question, he'd be like, "Go ask Herm." Wow, that's another that's another target on your back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the place wasn't exactly the greatest, but the people that I worked with, uh, Darlene, Berta, City, uh, I worked over there. Uh, there were some pretty good people over there. There was some there's good, a story great when people, I left shitty management place when I left Mohegan Sun proper. They, in 2008 to move to florida it was around christmas time i'm still job hunting and i'm sitting watching a hockey game my little nearly one-year-old daughter just crooked up in my arm my cell phone goes off 
And I look down, I see the number. I'm like, why the fuck is Brian calling me? So I pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, Brian. He goes, hey, Chris, what are you doing? Relaxing. Doors are open. Breeze is humming. I'm drinking my Miller Lite. I'm watching my hockey game. What can I do for you? Hey, listen, do you remember how to offline a coupon? Mike, I haven't worked there in four and a half months. And you're calling me for work shit. Yeah, you're the only one I know who knows how to do this. Okay, here's what you do. Are you in front of the computer? Yes, you're going to do this, 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 and this. If that doesn't work, you're going to call VIP services. They'll come down. They'll bring you a comp slip. You type in that number, and it'll go through. No questions asked, but they have to surrender the coupon. Okay, hold on. Okay, it worked. Thank you. I'm like, I hung up the phone. Well, I looked over. I looked over at my owner, wife. And I'm like, the owner at Noble calling me three weeks after I left for recipes. Yeah. Yeah, and I looked right over here. at my wife. I looked over at my wife at the time, and I was like, she said, who is that? I'm like, it's Brian. He goes, what the fuck does Brian want? He goes, I wanted to know how to offline a coupon. And she looked at me, because we met at the same job. She was in the same department. She goes, you showed me how to do that on my third day, and I still haven't forgot. <clears throat> okay, how do you do it? She walked me right through it. I'm like, then you're smarter than Brian. Well, yeah, it's like Josh. He's like, we're making everything by the recipe, but nothing tastes right. That's because all the changes that we did by committee, as I did all the prep work for that entire barbecue place, are all right here. It's like mm -hmm. the Vinci, bro. You're going to build that, and it's not going to run. And that was it. I had all of the mods in my head. Still have all the mods in my head. They're all they're Good. all my recipes. I used theirs as the base and improved. They're now mine, and they're not on paper. But uh, I did Vinci all of my recipes anyway. If I write a recipe... There's something missing out of it when I write it and hand it to you. Now, see, I would have had a different answer. I would have said it's missing that Herm love. Because there's not a it's damn thing you cook. A, it's usually a, it's not the love. It's the special ingredient or two that Stop. I that I use. Stop. So I, I leave up. them out. Special kind of ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Shut, you know? shut up. Just shut it's up. It's a herb. It's a spice. It's a little what bit extra do. salty. It's, it's honey. It, it, you... Stop it. Shut up. You love what you do. I do. And I don't want... And that's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. I do. Anybody can can open a box and throw a steak on a grill and go, you know, for a dollar extra, you can get six shrimp here at Applebee's. Or yeah, but, I love, but I, I, love this, I love the steak from the time it was a whole cut of meat for three fucking days before I cut it and cook it for you. There's, there you I, go. I, and that, I, I romance that piece of that primal cut for three days before I serve it to you. All right, kids, are you ready for this? All of you out there in La La Land, these two already know what I'm going to say. See, if you just shut up long enough, you'd have heard that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. On that note, as we as usual, we don't have the first fucking clue what we're going to do next week, but we invite you to email us at junctiondysfunctionshow at gmail.com. Herm gets the emails. He, he, he talks to us. Go to the page. Do it right here under the YouTube or the Facebook video. What would you like to hear next week? We are here yeah, for I'd, you. I'd love for somebody to give us a topic that fill our ear holes. Something that's going to fuck us up. Like, come on, come on, Sit. man! You want to play stump fill. the chef? Let's go, stump the chef! Let's go. Fill my box. I don't. See, I don't know. This is why we see, can't have nice things. I was just going to say, see, this is why we're not allowed to to have nice things, is because this happens. Our inbox, you perverts! Oh, oh. Well, now we're 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 clarifying. We're, oh, that sounds nice. taking it to the gutter. We're clear. Oh, well, we, look we who just we know work where, with. Where, we look where you're coming from. We're not looking where we're going. Okay. Well, so, 
here and here. We'll meet somewhere down here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you go low, we go lower. Uh, that's right. We're not the gutter. We're the we're that slimy shit shit thing under the gutter. Yeah, we're it's just so the great. We're the great. We're, we're the, there you we're, go. We're like we're like we're six st- inches deep. We're the we sight me on most nights. Only six inches. Ooh. <laughs> we're out of here, kids. Ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you all later. Sleep soundly in your beds tonight. Judgment falls up on you. Have you guys heard that number one hit from Australia? Oh, no. What is it? Big Herm Sacks! Velcro?